Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Shunstadt Way of Life podcast. I am your host, Julia Monin, author of the book, The World is Noisy, God Whispers. And this is the podcast for October of 2020. Of course, October 18th is when we celebrate the um, annual feast day of Our Lady of Shunstadt. This is when the movement was founded. So this is a very special time of the year for all of us in the movement. So happy feast day to all of you as we celebrate the 106th anniversary of the founding of this movement by Father Kentenich in Schoenstatt, Germany. So congratulations, celebrate, rejoice. This is a day of rejoicing. With that, let us go ahead and put ourselves in the presence of God and open with prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. With heartfelt love, I thank you, Mother dear. With you to guide me, I need have no fear. When all around seemed dark and drear and gray, you stood as a beacon for a brighter day. Your smile illumined every wakeful hour. You did uphold me with your gentle power. Thanks, a thousand thanks to you. To God shall be now and for all eternity. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks, a thousand thanks to you. This is what we're talking about today, the celebration of the 106th anniversary of the Shunstadt movement, and also primarily what we're talking about on the episode today is how we go about living our covenant, our covenant of love in our daily lives. As we think about the anniversary of the movement, as we think about the history of the movement a little bit this month, um, as we think about the movement at work in our own lives, maybe some of you listening have been part of the movement for decades. Maybe some of you who are listening um, just made your covenant earlier this year. Maybe some of you who are finding this podcast and listening are incredibly new to the movement, have never made your covenant, have have never um, participated in any classes, and just stumbled across this online. It's all good. Wherever you're at, it's all good, and we praise God for it. Um, But today, what I want to talk about primarily is how we live out our covenant. So if if you're not familiar with the movement, um, we'll kind of fill you in. And those of you who are very familiar with the movement, this will certainly be a refresher for you. But the heart of the Schoenstatt movement, which again was founded by Father Joseph Kentenich in Schoenstatt, Germany on October 18th, 1914. The heart of this is the covenant of love. This is Schoenstatt's um, terminology for um, what we hear more commonly known as Marian consecration. So a form of Marian consecration where we give ourselves entirely to the Blessed Mother in the hopes that she will then give us herself completely and that she will draw us into the depths of her son's love, which is totally what has happened and what I've experienced in my own life with this movement. It all really began, my, my deep conversion began with, um, well, it began with my own mother's conversion. Um, but then following that, it, de- it began with me giving myself to Our Lady through this covenant of love. And so this is really the starting point. If you're becoming active in the movement, you go through a series of formation, um, a series of, of teaching and education where you learn more about the movement, you learn more about the history of the movement, you learn more about the spirituality of the movement, you learn more about what actually is meant by a covenant in salvation history and what is meant by this covenant of love that we make in Schoenstatt. And all of this is in preparation and leading up to the point where you seal your own covenant with Our Lady in, in a covenant of love. And so perhaps you've already done that. Again, this is this is the foundation. This is the heart of this movement, of the, of the spirituality of this movement. And so perhaps you've done that. And then what, what happens from there? Because the covenant of love is really meant 
to be the beginning. It's meant to be the beginning of this, this relationship with our, our lady that then leads us into an ever increasing, deeper relationship with her son with our Savior, Jesus Christ. And so the covenant of love is really the beginning. A lot of people, once they've lived their covenant for um, a year or so, then feel, again, this is a refresher for those of you who are in the movement, veterans in the movement, perhaps this is new information if you've just stumbled across this. Often what's the next step is we have the option in Shunstadt, once we've made the covenant of love and lived our covenant of love, Um, and given our hearts to Our Lady in this covenant of love, we have the option to dedicate a home shrine in our homes. Of course, this is another foundational element in this movement of Schoenstatt is the shrine. Um, Schoenstatt, Germany, which is a place in Germany, is where the first Father Kensenich blessed the first shrine. And that's where we have what we call in the movement the original shrine is in Schoenstatt, Germany. As the movement has grown and developed over these 106 years in its history, this this idea of this original shrine has grown and developed as well. So we now have in the movement what's called daughter shrines. These are exact replicas of the original shrine in Schoenstatt, Germany that we have all over the world. Um, yes, and all over the United States as well. We also have um, wayside shrines, so shrines that you will see on property. Um, we have traveling shrines, shrines that just travel from home to home, um, travel from place to place, maybe travel from hospital room to hospital room, just very small um, shrines that you can you can take with you. Um, we have also, then again, the home shrine, which is what I'm talking about now, is, is a place, and all of these are extensions of the original shrine in Schoenstatt, Germany, and all of these shrines come with it three particular graces, the grace of inner transformation, the grace of apostolic zeal, and the grace of being at home. I, I believe we've talked about that on earlier episodes. Um, if not, I might touch on that later in today's episode or perhaps in another future episode. Um, so all of these shrines in the movement are extensions of this original shrine in Schoenstatt, Germany, including if we so choose to dedicate our home shrine. And so our home shrines have some of the same elements that you find in the original shrine in Schoenstatt, Germany. And we dedicate these in our homes. We often, we, we have a priest who comes into our homes. There is a ritual, there's a rite to dedicating the home shrine. You go through that process. The priest is there to give it its blessing. Um, and then we have these places in our homes, our home shrines, these places of grace, these places where we connect, stay connected with our, our Lord and our mother here on earth and ways that we can stay connected in a real way with this movement itself and with all of our brothers and sisters who are part of this, this movement throughout the world. And so, as I was saying, we often begin by making our covenant, our covenant of love. And once we've lived that covenant for a while, many of us feel prompted um, by, by Our Lady, by the Holy Spirit, to then dedicate our home shrines. And so we dedicate and we have this place in our home where we stay connected with, with our Lord and our Mother. So this is kind of the essence of what I want to talk about today. I'm going to kind of stop there with with how we grow in the movement because this kind of seems like the foundational point for most of us. And what I want to talk about today and probably next month's episode as well is how we actually live out our covenant in our daily lives. So you've taken classes, you've you've studied the movement, you've you've prepared your hearts, you've made the covenant of love. You begin living your covenant with Our Lady. You begin learning more about the shrines. You begin to prepare your home and prepare this place in your home to become the shrine. You dedicate your home shrine. Well, then what? Then what? 
These are just external happenings that are meant to um, lead to something more internal that's going on in the lives of our, our lives of our souls and the lives of our families. And so the question I want to pose to you today is how do you actually go about doing that? How do you actually go about living out your covenant in your daily lives. And remember, our covenant is this exchange of persons, this exchange of hearts, where I give myself fully to the Blessed Mother, and we ask, humbly ask that she gives herself fully to us. And we are meant to live in this relationship with her, surrendering all things over to her, working and praying and rejoicing all with Our Lady right next to us. Why? Why? So that she can then draw us in, like I already said, into the depths of her son's love for us, for each and every one of us. And so my question, what I'm going to share with you on today's podcast, as we celebrate the 106th anniversary of the Shunstop movement, I'm going to share with you little things that I do to live out my covenant on a daily basis. And then I'm going to turn the question to you. And I'm going to ask you to think about that. What are things that you do in your life to live out your covenant in your daily life, to stay connected with the movement, to stay connected with Our Lady, to, to live out your covenant? What are some things that you do? to do that. And what I'm hoping you'll do is you'll actually reach out to me and you'll tell me these things. And I'm hoping then on next month's podcast, I'll have enough or at least a few responses that I can then share with you so that we can learn from one another. Perhaps you'll hear something that I do that you'll be like, oh, I can add that into my life. And the flip side I'm hoping is also true that I can learn from you and we can learn from one another because as I've said before, the world is very, very noisy and God seems to whisper to us and call out to our hearts. And so how do we live our covenant in this noisy, busy, crazy, sometimes fearful world? How do we live out our covenant? And so I'm going to share with you some of the things I do in my own life. I'm hoping that as we continue through this month, if you're listening to this podcast before November 18th, 2020. I'm hoping you'll reach out to me and share me your your insights, your how you live your covenant. And you can um, reach me by going to my website, theworldisnoisy.com. You, there's a contact me page um, and you can reach out to me that way. Or you can find me on Facebook at Julia Monin Author and you can reach out to me there as well. Okay, I'll say that again at the end, but for now, let me talk to you about some of the ways I live out my covenant. So as I mentioned, um, with the home shrine, my husband and I dedicated our home shrine. Uh, it was about a year or so after we made our covenant. I don't think it was quite two years. I think it was somewhere between a year or two. But since having our home shrine in our home, it has become like the cornerstone of our family life where we've always kind of migrated to. And we've we've since moved to where our home shrine was originally dedicated. And even in the, the home we're in now, I've we've moved our home shrine around to different locations. But it always becomes this place of prayer, this place of peace, this place where we are drawn to our Lord and to our Lady. And so that that's one way primarily that we live out our covenant is by having this home shrine dedicated in our home, having this place of prayer, this place that we go to each morning before we start our day, this place that we return to at the end of every day to offer Our Lady everything that that we've done, everything we've thought, everything we've said. And so we have this central place in our home, in our home shrine, and that is 
at least to us, essential in us living out our covenant because it's always right there. And it, it kind of, the home shrine has a way of just drawing you into it, right? And that's what it's meant to do. It's meant to become this place in your home that draws you in to these, these deeper levels of prayer, a place where you can surrender everything to Our Lady. And of course, in the movement, we talk often about offering contributions to the capital of grace, which is totally like a Schoenstatt lingo terminology thing, um, but where we give Our Lady everything, right? We, we offer all of our thing, all of our sufferings, all of our joys, all of our sorrows, all of our wins, all of our losses, all of our all of our um, fallings, all the times we've succeeded, we give it to Our Lady as a, as an offering to the contribute as a contribution to the capital of grace. And so this is all happening in what has become in our family the heart of our home, which is our home shrine. And so that's essential to us living out our covenant in in our daily lives and our practical lives. So myself included, um, when I, or myself specifically, when I wake up each morning, the first thing I do, assuming I don't have to like run up and get my son out of bed <laughs> right away, is I go to the home shrine. That's the first thing I do when I get up and I um, pray my consecration prayer to Our Lady. I also pray um, the St. Michael prayer, and then I pray an angel of God prayer as I begin my day. And so I begin, every day begins in my home shrine. And then of course, my routine, um, primarily on most days, nine out of 10, 99, 99 out of 100 days, my day begins with prayer. And so I will recollect myself in the morning. Um, well, it doesn't matter how long, but I just do it. Okay. I recollect myself in the morning and that's how I begin each day. Um, before I leave the house, so how this is the question today. How do we live out our covenant in daily life? So I begin each day in prayer, begin each day in my home shrine. As I go through my day and, you know, life gets busy, I, I do have pictures of my, our mother thrice admirable, the MTA, kind of all over the house. So wherever I'm at, in my room, in my office, in my son's room... Um, you can kind of look to her and you see I have an image of her in my closet as well. If you've read my book, then you know something I've struggled with over the years is, um, you know, a, a, an addiction to shopping, an addiction to my external appearance, body image issues. These are things I've been kind of struggling with since the time I was a little girl. And so there is a picture of the MTA in my closet. And that was really instrumental for me when the Lord was really breaking me of this addiction as I would go in there and want to get obsessed with um, what I was going to wear and how I looked for the day and how I put myself together and I can remember looking to Our Lady in this MTA that was in my closet and going, you know, I'm surrendering this to you, uh, you know, and I'm surrendering this to the Lord and I want to be free from this. And, you know, to, to really, that was really helpful to me in, um, in the Lord freeing me from, from all of that. So yeah, I have an image of her all throughout our house in my closet, especially too. And so you can look to her as you're going throughout my day in the kitchen as you're cooking and just seeing her then draws you in and reminds you that everything you're doing today is meant to glorify God, right? It's meant to glorify God. It's meant for the salvation of souls. It's meant for the growth of your own soul. And so you see these reminders all throughout your home and that helps you live out your covenant in daily life, okay? Even in your car, you can put the image of her in your car as well. Other things that you can do then or other things that I do is before I leave the house, okay, because that's in your house, what happens when you actually go out and to the world as it's it's already difficult right when we are in our home to keep our minds and our hearts focused on our lord Whew, does that intensify once you go out in the world trust me it does so what i do before i leave the house is i always stop by our shrine before i head out the door and i sit there and literally this takes seconds it takes seconds but i make the sign of the cross i say a quick prayer and i ask our lady to be with me as I leave the house, as I go out into the world, that I may be Christ's presence to everyone I meet. And of course, you could say whatever prayer you wanted to pray. But I basically just 
stop at the shrine for a second or two. Sometimes I'm like waving as I'm walking out the door because I'm in a hurry. But either way, I acknowledge our Lord and our mother in the shrine and say, come with me because I'm about to go out to the world. Help me to be Christ's presence when I'm out there. Okay. So that's something I do as well. Um, my husband and I have gotten in the habit of taking an image of the MTA and a small crucifix with us whenever we travel, whenever we're making long trips, so that we can have the image in our car as we're traveling or once we get to our destination in our room or in you know on the plane or wherever it is, so that we are kind of taking some of these elements with us when we travel as well, so we can stick to these same sort of routines and things like that um, and practices of prayer, even when we're out of our home and out of our daily routines. And something else, um, one other thing I want to mention that has become kind of um, pivotal in living out my covenant daily and connecting everything to the shrine and giving everything to our Our Lady in um, the movement and offering things as a contribution of the capital of grace as I end each day in the shrine just as I began each day in the shrine. So at the end of every day, I return to my home shrine and I kneel or sit in prayer before the home shrine. And what I do at that time is I pray the morning offering prayer. I know you're saying, Julia, this is the evening. Why are you praying the morning offering prayer in the evening? Well, this is just what I do, folks. I'm not quite right sometimes. So I do pray this morning offering prayer in the evening in my shrine. And this is one of the last prayers I pray. And what I do is I kind of pray this as my daily examination as well. I pray it very slow. And as I'm praying the words very slowly, I'm also calling upon the Holy Spirit to kind of recall my day in a short, abbreviated way so that I can offer again, everything, my sins included, the ways that I've fallen, because I'm doing this as an examination, and I can turn this all over to our Lord and Our Lady in while I'm in the shrine. So I pray the morning offering in past tense at the end of every day while I'm in the shrine, again, as a way to living out my covenant. And so I'm kneeling before Our Lady or sitting before Our Lady and Our Lord, and I pray very slowly and recollectively what I have bared and what I have endured. And I think about those words. What have I bared today? What have I endured today? What I've said and what I've dared. And again, I think about that. And I think about maybe some things I said that seemed to be coming from the Lord, or maybe the times my, I opened my mouth and it was not kindness or gentleness or love. And I offer that up. And, and of course, am sorrow, offer my sorrow for that if it was sinful. What I've thought and what I've cherished all the merits that I've gained, this has become so important to me in my life. You see, as a young person, like I got my self-worth based on the approval of others. And so like if somebody liked me, if somebody approved me, if somebody said, hey, you did a good job, like that just built my ego and built my self-worth. And so to learn to give up, if anybody said anything nice to me, if anybody liked a post that I posted on Facebook, if anybody had something kind to say to me, I don't let myself ruminate with that or take ownership of that. And at the end of every day when I'm in the shrine, when I'm praying this offering, when I'm giving everything to Our Lady as an offering, as a contribution to the capital of grace, capital of grace I think about that. I think about all the merits that I had gained that day and I give them to Our Lady. And this has become so important to me. And also it's become the easiest thing for me over the years to give back to them because I know that any goodness that has come from me that's worthy of any sort of merit or praise is really because of God's goodness and grace working in my life. And so this becomes one of the easiest things for me to give back, but also one of the most important because I need not to take, let, like, 
let this myself take ownership of this because then that leads to pride and all of the stuff we don't want to get involved with. So I pray that all the merits that I've gained, what I've directed and what I've conquered, all my joys and all my sorrows, what I am and what I have, I give to you as a gift of love. And then, of course, I include the way the morning offering concludes. Use it so that the holy stream of graces, flowing richly from the shrine, may fill the souls of those who have given their hearts to Shunstadt and gently lead there all those whom you wish to choose in kindness. Accept everything that our efforts may be fruitful, which we dedicate to the Trinity. Amen. So again, that is a couple different ways, I guess three, really, three different ways that I... that I have gotten in the habit of doing to live my covenant, to try to live my covenant faithfully in my ordinary daily life. I begin each day in the shrine. When I'm leaving the house, I have pictures of the shrine all over my house, right? Just try to stay focused on her and give things to her throughout the day. When I leave the house, I make sure I stop by the shrine to to pray quickly that our lady and our Lord be with me as I go through my day or as we go out into the world. And then I gather myself again at the end of every day in the shrine and I offer, I pray this morning offering only in the evening because I'm weird and I use the past tense and kind of use it as an examination as well, turning everything over to our Lord and his mother. Something else we do as a family, um, and I'm not sure if you're doing this as a family, if you're active in the movement, but I highly recommend it, is that we gather on the 18th of every month, um, um, ideally in our shrine. Sometimes it, it happens wherever we're located in the house. Um, but we try to gather as a family on the 18th of every month again, if we can, in our shrine. And we pray the prayer for the 18th of the, of each month, which I will um, pray here in a second. But we pray that as a family. And then that gives us an opportunity because there's a little break in the prayer where you can mention your special prayer intentions. And we use that during that time to um, think about what the Lord has done in our lives over the past month and to give, again, our Lord and Our Lady everything that has transpired over the past month. And we don't necessarily recall all of this vocally, but, you know, we think about it in our hearts and we do mention special areas of, of gratitude or special graces, special times that the Lord, we felt the Lord carrying us through times of suffering. And we mention that. And then we also mention those people who are on our hearts and the, and the work that we have coming up in the month to come and the things that the Lord seems to be unfolding. And we bring that into our shrine at that time as well. So as a family, we gather the 18th of every month and renew our covenant promises by praying the prayer for the 18th of each month, which this prayer reads, Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for sending Mary, the Blessed Mother, to make to us to make a covenant of love that would give birth to the Shunstadt Shrine as a source of grace for our world and time. We thank Father Kensnick for the openness to hear the invitation and for the daring to say yes. Dear Mother Thrice Admirable, Queen and Victress of Shunstadt, we present to you the prayers and sacrifices that we have offered during the past month as contributions to the capital of grace. Use these signs of our love as a key to release a stream of grace from the shrine for our families, friends, and diocese. And here is where we offer everything we've done over the past month and then everything that we're looking forward to in the month to come, everything we're praying for, everything that's on our heart, everyone that we promise to pray for here is where we intercede and offer our Lord all of our intentions. And then this prayer ends with the consecration prayer, which, you know what, let's pray that together as we end this podcast. We'll wait and pray that together at the end. 
So those are things that I do in my life that I've learned to do over the years in my, um, it's been 11 years now since I've made my covenant of love. I think probably nine-ish or 10-ish years since I've dedicated, my husband and I have dedicated our home shrine. And these are things that we've grown into over the years. So now I'm turning the question to you because like I mentioned earlier, I would like next month's podcast, if possible, an opportunity for you to share what you do, what you find helpful to live out your covenant in your daily life. Okay. So again, as we're celebrating the 106th anniversary of this great movement, as we're thinking about this, as we're thinking about the history as it's played out in world history and as it's played out in the history of our own lives, how do we actually live this out? We've made our covenant, perhaps we've even dedicated our home shrine, but that's not enough. What else is going on that we actually stay connected and that we actually are finding ourselves growing in our lives of prayer and growing in our relationships with our Lord and with his mother? So what are ways, practical things that you do in your life to live out your covenant? You can send me your responses. Go to my website, theworldisnoisy.com. There you can find my email where you can email me directly there. Or you can find me on Facebook at Julia Monin Author. I would love to hear what you're doing and then I hope to share that on the next episode. Okay? All right, so it was a pleasure being with you again, a joy being with you. Let's go ahead and keep ourselves in prayer as this month unfolds. And I sincerely look forward to hearing from you. I hope you reach out. And if you don't... um, I guess I just will blame you if I don't have anything to talk about next month. Okay, that was a joke. I hope you guys are hearing my jokes. Okay. So again, joy being with you. Have a wonderful month. Please pray for me and know that I am praying for you as well. And let's go ahead and close this episode with our consecration prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My Queen, my Mother, I give myself entirely to you. And to show my devotion to you, I consecrate to you this day my eyes, my ears, my mouth, my heart, my entire self without reserve. As I am your own, my good mother, guard me and defend me as your property and possession. Amen. Mother thrice admirable, queen and victress of Schoenstatt, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.